Welcome to the Endurance Coachpreneur Podcast, hosted by me, Coach Michelle Lake. This is the show that helps endurance coaches bridge the gap from hobby to creating a dream, impact-filled, and profitable coaching business. We will discuss all things endurance business, including time management, marketing, mindset, growing your community of engaged athletes, all while increasing impact and profitability. Listen here to grow your athlete roster of ideal, perfect-for-you athletes while bringing home more income for you and your family. Endurance coaching is already your dream job. Let's make it a full-time reality. Welcome back to the Endurance Coachpreneur. Today, I'm going to bring up a subject that I feel like I talk about all the time, and it's something that most coaches at some level need to work on, which is working on your fear of rejection and or being okay when people tell you no to something you're selling, you're coaching, et cetera. This is such an important subject because so many coaches are so scared of being told no that they don't take action or put themselves out there. And it becomes almost crippling to the point where they keep doing the things they're doing, but they wonder why they aren't getting more athletes or their business isn't growing, and it's because they are holding back for the fear of rejection. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you will feel better with the word no. Okay. So what do I even mean by this? As coaches, we must get comfortable with people telling us that they are not going to do something. Okay. When we launch a new program, a workout, um, any number of things, we're going to have a much better chance of that athlete doing the thing if we directly ask them to do it. Some of those things are coaching, their offers, their whatever it is. As coaches, we are essentially salespeople in everything we do, which a lot of people are like, wait, I did not get into coaching to be doing sales. And I'm not just talking about the sales that you're going to do to get an athlete to work with you. It goes much beyond that. There's sales to get an athlete in your program, and then there's sales to get them to do the things you want in your program. So with, with it, once they're already been sold, you're still selling them. What are some examples of that? Attending that group workout. I've hosted a track workout on a Wednesday morning or some iteration close to that for 14 years. When I just quietly run the workout without promoting it, I get a few people. Sometimes I don't even get any if the weather's bad. When I heavily promote the workout, I get way more people. And a lot of times that promotion is going to directly to my people and saying, hey, John, can you make it to the track workout? Hey, Liz, do you want to do a run test? Hey, Sarah, I would really like you to come because I want to look at your form today. And guess what the athletes sometimes tell me? They sometimes tell me no. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. Some coaches and many coaches are so scared of that no that they don't ask. Because it does hurt a little bit. It's rejection. And even if the rejection has nothing to do with you, it's like, oh, I can't because I have my kids that morning and I have to take them to the school bus or something. Or I'm out of town on a work trip. It still hurts a very small amount when they say no. But getting them to come to that group workout, you're going to get more people there and it's going to be a much more effective workout and more fun and more and more beneficial to, com- to your community. 
when you ask them individually. So you're gonna you're gonna have to get comfortable with rejection. Another thing could be logging their nutrition in the training app. It could be purchasing the team kit. How many coaches have been out there trying to get a singlet or the team kit ordered or anything from a gear order? And you know you need a couple more sales and you go around and directly ask people. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. But let me tell you, I've done it a lot. And when you ask people directly, a lot of times the answer you get is, oh my gosh, I forgot. Let me go put that order in. Or it's, uh, I'm just not sure if I can afford it right now. That's rejection. And even though it has nothing to do with me, it's just the kit. It stinks. I've even had people tell me things like, I don't really like your kit. How does that feel? It sucks. Let me just tell you, it sucks really bad. <laughs> One person told me that once and I was like, ooh, ouch. It sucks. But I also know that when I ask people, I get more people ordering it and then nobody misses out. And most of the time, they really appreciate the reminder. So it's okay. It's okay to put yourself out there and be okay with them telling you no. Another example could be actually running easy enough. Oh my gosh. How many times have I heard, no, I'm definitely running easy enough and you know they're not. And then you you can decide if you're going to debate with them now or later. It could be to attend that team race or camp. I'll tell you, when you're doing a camp or a race, you're going to need like four times as many people as you think you need to get them in because people are busy. It's probably higher than four times. You're going to get a lot of rejection and you're going to get people much more likely to come when they get a personal invitation with you asking them. I believe that so many camps don't do well, especially recently, because we fail as coaches to talk to people individually. They send an email, the coach sends an email to all their athletes and says, hey, there's a camp, here's all the benefits. And then that's the only thing the athlete ever hears. The coach is like, well, I did my due diligence. I sent an email and nobody wants to go to the camp. You couldn't be any more wrong. You haven't sold it. Sending an email, one email, isn't selling. You're going to have to have a conversation. You're going to have to send several emails. You're going to have to look at the problem from a bunch of different angles. If you are not willing to sell a camp, don't even put one on. You're going to have to sell it, and you're going to have to be comfortable with people telling you no. Guess what? People are going to say yes that you thought were going to be no's too, which is one of those really cool benefits. You're like, ooh, that's nice. I didn't expect that yes. But so many people are going to say no. I could give you examples all day long of how as coaches we are trying to convince or sell people to do something and they're going to tell us no. And if we take it at the very basic level, we will have athletes that inquire that get on a sales call and say no. And I'm here to tell you because I've done this for a while, many of those athletes come back years later. I've had sales conversations with people in 2017, and that athlete is starting with me in two days, February 1st. This is going to come out in mid-February, but it took that athlete seven years to work with me. These things are going to take time, and no doesn't mean no forever. It just means maybe not yet. So another example would be an athlete of your team kit. They may not be ready to buy it this round, but next time they're going to buy one. It's thinking super abundantly that it's okay when people say no, but it doesn't mean that it's no forever. I also don't know that when that athlete says no, that may not be a good fit for me 
and working together, but they have a cousin that would be a perfect fit. They're not going to refer to me. But if I never talked to that athlete, if I never had the sales conversation, I would never get that referral. And that comes from living abundantly and realizing that there's plenty of fish in the sea, that not every fish is going to be the perfect fit, and that growing any kind of business is going to require a lot of rejection. It's just going to be something you have to get used to. So what I see is the biggest cheat code in all of this. If you wanted to know a cheat code, it's that some coaches are willing to ask the question. They are willing to put themselves out there and get a no. It's okay. It's all part of the game. And there's other situations where they know that asking now may be a sale or a friendship or a referral down the road. I don't want you to be sitting at home without talking to athletes about things because you're afraid of the rejection. There's so much fear around rejection. And I want to normalize that they're going to say no. And guess what? The more people say no to you, the easier it gets. It could be like tiny little slaps on the hand. If you, if you slap your hand once, it hurts. You're like, ooh, that hurt. And then as, as you slap your own hand a couple more times after a while, it just get, you get kind of used to it. That's how it is. Each time an athlete says no to me or fights me on some sort of recommendation, like go back to the easy pace um, example, coach, this pace is really my easy pace. And of course, I'm like, no, it's not. Nope, nope, it's not. Each time my hand gets better and more used to that little slap. And I just think this is such an important message for all coaches that if you are letting your fear of rejection rule you, you will never grow your business. And it's it's something that if we peel off like the onion a little further, it's not even the rejection that you're really scared of. It's the fear that that both the athlete that you're asking them to do something, the sale or the or the workout, you're worried about the rejection, but you're really worried about the judgment. So you're worried that they're going to say no, but you're also worried that whatever you're going to do, that workout is going to fail. So it's rejection, it's failure, it's judgment, it's all those things. And one of the most essential mindset strengths that you can you can create. It's not something that everybody has inherently, but you can work on and get better at. It's caring not at all what people think. So when an athlete says no, you're just like, you get it gets easier and easier just to say, whatever. Okay. Well, we'll get you next time. Why don't you come next week instead? And getting past those feelings and getting more comfortable, not needing to have your energy so impacted by what other people say, think, feel, do. And even further, how many times have you wanted to sell something to someone like that workout or buying the kit or whatever, and you haven't asked because you've assumed that the answer is no, so you don't even ask? That's, that's really powerful. You've not even given the person an opportunity because you've assumed for them. And I this even goes with pricing. I've seen coaches that lower their prices super low just so that they are assured a win. 
that they get the sale. They really want to work with the athlete. They really want to grow their coaching. So they slash their prices on that sales call to ensure that the athlete joins on. You're making assumptions for what the athlete feels without knowing the full story. So don't do that. Let them make the decision and be okay with whatever the outcome is. The outcome could be it could be yes, and then you're like, yay. It could be no. And no often just means not yet, maybe later. So the coaches that succeed are willing and expecting to hear no and are okay with it. When you walk into a conversation and you are willing to ask the question, and you expect the worst case scenario, not to be like a Debbie Downer or anything, but we want to, it's okay to to not have high hopes on it. You can just say, you know what, I'm going to ask anyway. Those are the coaches that succeed. They're okay with that. And to go further on, the no often means not yet. This happens in sales all the time. A lot of times people want to know more about your program. They want to learn more about you. They want to hear what you have to say. They want to connect with you. And something is holding them back that's not you. It could be they're still working with a coach and they want to finish out their contract. It could be that their spouse or they're about to have a baby and they want to wait until things calm down a little bit. It could be that they're worried they're going to lose their job. So they wanted to get to know you and see if you're a potential fit and they want to see if they get through this round of firings. There's so many examples of things that could be involved in why they say yes or no that have nothing to do with you. But the coolest thing is, is how many of those people come back and keeping that door open and tracking leads and inquiries, which is a a subject for a whole other call. But so you actually remember that they were even a potential and that you could follow up with them later. But this is not a finite thing where you have a meeting with someone and they say, hey, I'm just not ready right now. And that means no forever. It means it could be down the road. So hopefully this podcast episode, I'm not making this one super long, Hopefully that helps you see that as coaches, we are first and foremost, we are salespeople and that we are going to have to have those difficult, they really don't need to be difficult, conversations discussing what things we're offering and that if we have that conversation, we are more likely to get them to do something, but also that there's a really good chance they're going to say no. And the worst thing you could do is avoid the conversation altogether because you're worried about the outcome before it even happens. Because you don't, you're, you can't, your ego can't handle a no. Um, it's, this is just really important that you think about when you are putting something out there. And my always my best example is camps because I've seen so many camps do really poorly because they tried to launch a camp on one email without having conversations. So. Have that conversation, wear your little imaginary bulletproof vest and be prepared for that no. And then when they say yes, you can be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I really hope this helped. Let me know, send me a DM. And that's it for this week. And I'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. 
If you love this episode or have any feedback, DM me at Coach Michelle Lake. That's Michelle with two L's on Instagram. Also take time to leave me a review if you enjoyed it. Until next time, coaches, let's get out there, grow who you know, take action, and keep changing the lives of our athletes.